Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter at TKD. Well, thanks to Advanced Hair, Australia's largest renowned hair restoration clinic, our next guest, who has a very fine head of hair, but very, very small hands, Glenn Quartermain from the West Australian Quarters. Welcome. Morning, Duff. How are you? I would, I would say I, uh, I'm 57, mate, so if you put your fingers through my hair, I don't think you'd describe it as lustrous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a haircut yesterday, and I have to say, if it was done uh, uh, piecework, they should be charging me less than they used to because uh, there's less once, cut. once where there was a great civilization, eh? Where there's, yeah, there's now there's now just spasmodic um, settlements. Yes. Um, quarters. Where do you sit on Adam Simpson's future? Is he staying or going? Well, right now I think it's more unlikely than likely he'll stay, um, and that's based on you know, the evidence of this year. But it's also based on a big shift in his language. I think post Derby. Uh, he's, he's remained stoic. Um, he says he's not a quitter, and I, and I believe him. I don't think he is a quitter. Uh, but the language shifted immeasurably after the derby, and again, even at the weekend when they had that uh, um, that win over the Western Bulldogs, which shocked everybody, uh, even the language then had shifted. So I just don't see it changing. Very interested with yesterday's uh, early morning board meeting at... Uh, the chairman for Pitzpat- Paul Fitzpatrick's home. Um, Richard Godfrey, who's the COO, was there, and um, clearly they are looking at, um, you know, payout possibilities, um, how they deal with it. You know, obviously, Adam Simpson, uh, will there'll be a soft cap uh, issue there. How they do it, uh, whether they can approach the AFL, whether they have already approached the AFL, if they can spread it somehow, I don't think they can. Um, and also, Trevor Nisbet, of course, is contracted for another year on a million dollars, and he's steadfastly said he's remaining. But I think if there's any possibility at the moment, I don't think there will be any move this week. I think they will. Um, they've already stated they won't, and I think that's fair because I think Shannon Hearn, Luke Shuey, and Nick Nat Nui deserve a bit of clear air, at least from the club, uh, for their farewell uh, game, although Nick Matt won't play. So I think that's fair. But I think, uh, you know, you're here after the best and fairest, so after the John Worsfold medal, that's another possibility. But I think they'd need to be moving fairly quickly. I think that would be fair and reasonable for Adam Simpson um, if they moved as quickly as possible post-season, so post this weekend. So... What did the weekend do, do you think? Does it help Adam Simpson or does it just show the, the stark contrast between West Coast best and worst under Adam Simpson in the past two years? I, I think it does that. What it, what it tells me is where the hell has that been? I mean, we saw it a couple of weeks earlier against North Melbourne. We saw it against Essendon as well. And then we saw, although Essendon's obviously off the bit at the moment, but then we saw that horrible derby performance where the Eagles had more experience than their opposition and it lost by 101 points. So that it tells me that, yes, there's, there's such a huge gulf at the moment. And um, where was that performance? So I, I think it, it's got to help in some small form, but I don't think the, it will help the overall picture, no. What about Trevor Nisbet? How do you see his future? Um, it seems to me that... Paul Fitzpatrick seems determined to leave him in place at least till the end of 2023 and possibly into 2024. Is there any way in which the board 
the rest of the board may decide to move on Trevor before the end of 2023? Well, there is, but I tend to agree with you. I think um, I think Trevor's been there too long. I think he's been a fantastic CEO. I think he, obviously, that club is now set up uh, with a very strong future off the field. I think they've made huge mistakes with their list. So they're going to go through a fair bit of pain over the next two, three years while they rebuild. And I think every, everyone bears responsibility for that. But I think there's a point where you're at a place too long. And, um, and that's not just because it's Trevor Nisbet. I think there's been other examples of that. So, but I think, uh, interestingly, the language around Trevor where, uh, last week where he said, um, you know, he's, he wants to stay till the end of next year um, and then see in the next CEO. So I just felt that that left a little bit of wriggle room for perhaps an extension of tenure, however long that would be. Yeah, I think he's pretty clearly said that he won't be seeking uh, a contract extension. And I suspect it's been clearly communicated to him that there won't be a contract extension. So that would surprise me. Um, what about other football department changes? My understanding is they're looking at five significant changes within their football department. So assuming that the coach might be one of them and knowing that there's a new strength and conditioning coach coming, who else is vulnerable within the football department, do you think? Well, not necessarily vulnerable, but I think Daniel Pratt, who is um, who's very much aligned to Adam Simpson and was one of the strengths behind their premiership win uh, with that Eagles web uh, set up, uh, I think he could be uh, on the move. I think um, there'll be others who will remain there. I think Gabby Bell will remain there as uh, whether he's head of football in another role, I'm not sure, but he will remain. But I think there does need to be change at that club. But I think there's, you, you would call the um, change of coach significant change to begin with. The question is, who comes in? I mean, there's some very good uh, apprentices, we'll call them out. There's some are. Some have had the job before. But um, it, it's who comes in. And you, you need to be, I guess, very careful that you have got a ready-made replacement and someone who's going to be prepared to cop a bit of pain for a little while, which I don't see as an issue because I think if you look at the situation at Hawthorne with Sam Mitchell and you're aware that there's going to be a bit of uh, pain ahead, I think you're prepared to give them a bit of a grace period while they rebuild it and endure that. So I think it would be a different circumstance with a new coach. Um, but I think there does need to be change. I think, uh, and I don't, and it's not just in the football department. I think throughout the club there needs to be a fair bit of change. As I said earlier, they've been set up really well off the field, but you know every organisation needs a revamp. Um, I think a breath of fresh air across all levels will be really, really good for that football club. Crosstown rivals Fremantle uh, got one game to go. They've got nine wins on the board. Competitive, but not good enough against Port Adelaide. And I guess the question I'm going to put to your quarters is, why aren't they good enough? They were good enough last year. What's happened this year that means they're no longer good enough? We probably, I, I know I underestimated the, the exodus. So I was very much, wasn't sure whether David Mundy should play on or not. Clearly his influence, not only in the midfield, just as a body, just to be able to get the hand, that extra hand on the ball when it counts, and also with his leadership. I think he's been huge. I think Blake Akins has been uh, very much missed, and we've seen what an influence he's had on the Carlton team this year. Uh, uh, Rory Long, not so much. I thought. I actually thought it's funny. I thought he would be the one they'd miss the most, given the structure he gave their forward line. But I think their forward line's in pretty good nick, to be honest. 
Uh, Jai Amos, obviously one of the green shoots that, uh, I mean, probably top three or four rising star. Um, I actually think there is a bit of a different circumstance to West Coast. I'm going to give them a bit of grace. I think they need, we need to see substantial improvement next year, uh, whether you measure it against the five-year plan or not. So, you know, AFL, AFL, W flags by 2025. Um, and we've seen Dale Alcock come out and say, look, we're probably not going to tick every one of those boxes. And that's okay. You know, it's good to have a bold plan and a bold vision out there. But I actually am a bit more optimistic than about Fremantle. I think... They're not quite competitive, but they're not far off either. I mean, it's a bit a bit like Adelaide. So I think they do need another body or two in that midfield just to help out. And I think the young leaders they've got in there will grow again. And this year won't hurt them. I expected them to take a backward step, but not this significant. This is a massive backward step this year. But I don't think all is lost. I think they've got the squad to have great success over a period of time. And I think their back line's settled. I think their forward line's really growing into something. And obviously they've got some some uh, very, very good midfielders as well. They do need some top-ups. But I'm okay. I think I'm pretty positive about Freo next year. If they could bring in one player quarters to change their stars significantly, what is that player? Who is that player? What position does that player play? John Newcomb. <laughs> oh, you just can't keep Hawthorne. You can take the boy out of Hawthorne, but you can't take Hawthorne out of the boy. A player like him, a bulleting player, um, have an impacting contest, break break the lines. Um, you know, I think that's the sort of player they would need, and I reckon you'd find uh, it would significantly enhance, um, you know, the ability of Sarong, Brayshaw, uh, et cetera, um, to, to get the job done. So I think that would be what I'd be looking for if I was them. Um, I'm pretty happy with where their forward line's going. Uh, I really like Jai Amos, as I said. Josh Tracy, I think, is growing in stature every week. Uh, really big influence, you know, just hitting up in the contest. I think their small forwards are going really well. Bit of pace in that side, too. Um, I hope they keep Liam Henry. I think the, um, the last couple of months have been pretty impressive from him. I'm not sure. I don't like the language around it. But uh, I hope they keep him because I think he really adds something to, mom, to them on that wing. He's going, isn't uh, he? I mean... Yeah, I think it sounds like it. It yeah. sounds like it. Yeah, it, it does. I did, as I said, I just don't like the language around it. I think if you were going to re-sign, you'd probably have by now. Yeah, I agree. Goal review. The farce at Adelaide oh, Oval on the weekend. Oh, what do we do about it? You know, you know what? I, I had no skin in the game as such. I don't barrack for either side. I was as angry as I've been about any football incident in recent times. That was an utter disgrace. Now, you're going to laugh at this, but I actually suggested that uh, I don't care if there was 70 seconds remaining after that, that botched review, well, the review that never happened. I would have just split the points and gone two each way. And that, that wasn't going to help Adelaide get in the finals, but um, I didn't like it at all. Um, very smart from the Sydney defence. When do, when do I start laughing? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You're laughing I just, for no, no, I just thought the language from the AFL, look, they owned it. They said, look, it was a mistake. If it was reviewed, it would have been a goal, but not good enough for mine. I think the technology is to improve for starters. Um, everyone's clear on that. But I think when it's close, you just have to review it regardless. And that was certainly in that. I mean, I didn't even think it was close, to be honest. It was just a goal. I, I, I just feel that you, can, can you ever legislate 
for human error? And is there any technology that can overcome human error? There is. Well, yes, you can review it if it's within that margin of the post. You can always review it. Yeah, but the human error uh, was that he didn't, isn't it? That's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's, there's a there's process in place and he didn't follow it. There's four field umpires that can run in and say, are you sure? Let's, you know, they, can, they have the ability to do that. Um, obviously, the Adelaide defenders probably didn't, uh, weren't demonstrative enough. Uh, sorry, the Adelaide forwards, I should say, weren't demonstrative enough because um, Sydney just got on with it. But um, uh, they were off celebrating. They thought it was a goal. And fair enough, too. I, I, it was one of the more disgraceful things I've seen. And you, you, you can't legislate against human error, but you can put safeguards in there that that never happens again and should never happen again. Apart from the fact that that's an eight-point game to Adelaide and they could very well have still made finals had they won that game. You know, it, it compromises the integrity of betting and everything around it. So, didn't like it at all. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive game. I mean, it takes Adelaide out of the finals race, for one, and it puts Sydney in position to host a home final, too. So, yep. um, And you know what? They're the best side, in my opinion. They've been the best side outside the eight this year. And there's really, my heart goes out to Adelaide supporters because I think they deserve a shot at it. Because who knows what they're capable of? They're, they're, they're very, very close to beating the top sides, you know, on a regular basis. And um, obviously they've got to get their away record better, but that's okay. They're, they're still young and their home record's really good. So, yeah, very disappointing. Not the AFL's finest moment by any stretch. No, I agree. I just think the AFL's probably left with a uh, an unwinnable situation because the goal umpire didn't follow the process he should have followed. I'm, I'm fascinated that it's been lobbed in the same basket as the one the week before where Caleb Marchbank may or may not have touched the Petrarca kick. But they got, we, but they we got st- that right. We still don't know. Exactly. They followed the process. And basically, if the system is designed to avoid the howler, then we can't say for sure whether that decision was right or wrong. And, and, um, and therefore, the goal umpire's decision should stay. The problem with this one was that the, the goal umpire was sure when he shouldn't have been because he was wrong. Yeah, that's right. And I think as long as the umpire makes the soft call and then goes to the review, the process is followed, whether you agree with it or not, the right process was followed. The AFL got it right in that circumstance. It, the umpire got it horribly wrong in this circumstance, but there are measures you can take to still review, and they didn't, and I thought it was horrible for Adelaide. It was horrible for Adelaide. Quarters, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Of course, we used to, and you, mate. We used to spend a lot of time talking to each other. You can read Glenn Quartermain's stuff in the West Australian, one of the better sports writers I've known over the years. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, mate. And just before I go, who wins it? Quick call. Um, I, I like Melbourne. I, so do I. I. I think that they're the most complete team. I wonder how Collingwood's method will hold up in finals. I wonder whether the Lions can get it done on the MCG. I just think Melbourne have just been trundling along. You get the feeling their best footy's still ahead. Um, and their best footy, I think, might be better than anyone else's. Agree with you entirely. Quarters, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. And thanks to Advanced Hair Clinic, the number one go-to for hair loss restoration by sportsmen around the globe. We are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Utes, and you can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. We'll take some news now. 
We'll be talking to Fremantle legend Paul Hazelby about the Dockers in the next half hour.